you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Red Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Report. Massive news week in the NFL, including the trade of a Super Bowl MVP, which we will get into with James Palmer. But first, Aaron Rodgers out for the Packers as they face the Chiefs on Sunday. Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19, and we get more about his status now from NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. We do not know if he's going to be able to play next week. He is now out a minimum of 10 days. The reason why, as we've reported, is that Rodgers is unvaccinated. He did not take the COVID-19 vaccination. He has called himself immunized, which is not the same as vaccination. He has been wearing a mask inside the building. He has been following COVID-19 protocols. He has been undergoing daily testing, all of the things you do if you are not vaccinated. And to further complicate this situation, you might remember Rogers was asked before this season, if he was vaccinated and this was his response. Aaron, you said you like to learn as many things as you can and hang in any conversation. Are you vaccinated and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of conversation around it, around the league and a lot of guys who have made statements and not made statements, owners who made statements. You know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. Uh, I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Um, there's guys that have been vaccinated that contracted COVID. So it's, it's an interesting issue. And however you want to take that, the fact remains Packers backup quarterback and 2020 first round pick Jordan Love will make his first career start for Green Bay in Kansas City. And perhaps a second start week 10 against the Seahawks at Lambeau. Saints All-Pro wideout Michael Thomas, who has not played yet this season, still dealing with an ankle injury, says he won't play at all this year as he suffered a small setback in his return from off-season surgery. 
Former Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs appearing in court Wednesday to face felony charges of DUI resulting in death and reckless driving for a crash Tuesday that killed a 23-year-old woman. Police say Ruggs's Corvette slammed into the Toyota she was driving. The district attorney in the case said Ruggs was traveling at 156 miles per hour just seconds before the crash and that Ruggs had a blood alcohol level twice the legal limit. We get more now from NFL Network's Mike Garofolo. That's according to the prosecutor in the case. 156 miles an hour, max speed, 127 uh, when the airbags were deployed. And his blood alcohol level was found to be more than twice the legal limit and a loaded gun was found in the car. So the Raiders releasing Henry Ruggs uh, late on Tuesday evening. Uh, his NFL future, I mean, that seems to be... You know, the secondary notice, uh, secondary news item here. This is really about rugs uh, and about what occurred and what is being alleged here and the carelessness for life, allegedly, on the part of Henry Ruggs in this situation. Uh, he could face anywhere from two to 20 years in prison. So, yeah, that scene right there of Henry Ruggs in an NFL field, that may never happen again. And Ian certainly won't happen for a long time if it ever does. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like, literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. 
The trade deadline has come and gone, and Deshaun Watson remains a Houston Texan. James Palmer joins us once again now with a look at the path forward for Watson, who is still under investigation for alleged sexual misconduct. JP, what's your understanding now of where we stand with Deshaun Watson? Yeah, let's look back and see what's happened first, Rhett. And, yeah. I, and I think, obviously, all signs, multiple outlets were reporting that, you know, there's a very good chance this happens before the deadline, that he's going to go to Miami. I think it's been made clear that he had waived his no-trade clause uh, for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, that, obviously, is a big part in what was going on before the trade deadline and going forward. Yeah. There's going to be more teams interested at the end of the season that have evaluated their quarterback spot, but still Deshaun Watson has that no-trade clause and can essentially veto teams that he doesn't want to go to if he doesn't um and so if we're looking back at where it was i know everybody's reporting that like uh you know it's so obvious that this didn't get done i mean like you you have and we'll get to all the off the field stuff that we should give its proper due to and and everything that plays into this but in my opinion like stephen ross the owner is not trying to set up a meeting to talk to Deshaun Watson on Monday night if things aren't close. Mm. I, I mean, like, you know, and it's funny because he's been an owner that's been very open, right, about, like, I don't make football decisions. Um, and, and this is definitely putting him right in the middle of a football decision. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it had to be closer than I think some people are reporting if he's trying to set that up on Monday night to talk to Deshaun Watson. If they're very far apart, I don't know if an owner's wasting his time to to speak to, you know, the, the guy he's trying to trade for. So I think what hung it up here and what hung is going to hang it up moving forward is going to be the the off the field legal issues that that are very serious and it's twenty two is it it might be twenty three. Yeah, twenty two yeah. 20, civil lawsuits and ten criminal complaints. And that part plays a part in getting that deal done uh with miami um he is allowed to play right now uh and that's an interesting aspect of it right yeah so like and that's and i talked to ian about this ahead of the trade deadline ian rapaport and we we're like and and I, I asked him like are teams that are interested trying to make conditions to the deal in terms of his future availability and I, I just I kept coming back to that. Like, how do you make this kind of trade if you're a team not knowing, you know, whether this player is going to be available for you both in the near term and, you know, into the future based on on how these multi, this multifaceted investigation, which at least it sounds like from the NFL standpoint is still very much in the early stages, which is also why, James, that we haven't seen them act because th- there is a lot of layered kind of nuances to what they want to do based on what the the criminal justice system does with Deshaun Watson, right? Exactly, because we know that there's, you know, has been an FBI investigation, a Houston yeah. Police Department investigation, an NFL investigation. And, uh, you know, you, you can look at it from two ways of the NFL hasn't put him on the exempt list and you would assume he wouldn't go on it right now because they, they haven't had to act. The Texans are essentially taking care of that for them by the setup that came up between the organization and Deshaun Watson to where you will report every day, you will get paid, you will not attend practice, you will be inactive on game day. That's, I mean, that's doing the NFL's work. They don't need to step in if that remains the process. If he's traded, obviously the Dolphins would want him to play immediately, which funny enough, I think they were going to play the Texans uh, on Sunday, uh, right? They're going to. And so 
they would have wanted to play him. Now everybody goes, well, if he gets traded, is the NFL going to step in? We don't know that 100%, but what I kept hearing and being told was like, if, if nothing changes in terms of these civil lawsuits and criminal investigations, they can't put him on the list because nothing has changed because that's the way that's the stance they have had. But at the same time, I think there's also the play, and, and this is a little bit more my opinion of, of the way things work and, and it's informed, but if they put him on the exempt list and this is going to possibly go to a grand jury and we'll get to the off season in a second, like if this possibly goes to a grand jury and is you know set for trial and, and things like that, the NFL probably doesn't want to be put in a place where they're putting guilt on Deshaun Watson prior to a jury seeing the evidence and being and put on the exempt list apart as well would imply would imply that there's something probably wrong some here. jurors yeah. minds that his 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 employer thinks that he has done something wrong and i think the nfl wants to make sure that they're impartial in that sense and probably the, the smarter take on it um right now but the the po- the after the season is going to be really interesting because the timeline might not match up again if there's no settlement and the earliest he can be deposed is February. That's the earliest. Things with the criminal side of things, if it goes to a grand jury and the DA looks at it and says, let's let's see if he did something wrong, we can't come up with it on our own, that could push past free agency, past the draft. Yeah. And if teams want a certain answer um, before they trade for him, they may not get that if this isn't settled prior to those timelines. But I do think the market for him, and, and we always say what makes movement, right? Like deadlines competition raises prices. Yep. I, there's going to be uh, many teams that are going to be interested after evaluating their quarterback spot because from a football standpoint, he makes you exponentially better immediately. Dolphins GM, Chris Greer you know, had some interesting comments. This oh, he was heated. He said, yeah, yeah. Well, especially when someone seemed to suggest that um, the Dolphins might try to get the women that are accusing Watson to sign NDAs. That is that's an incredible assumption yeah. uh, from someone to, to ask uh, one of the leaders of, a, of an organization. I think any um, suggestion that this organization would be dealing uh, behind the scenes and trying to influence decisions is absolutely ridiculous and categorically false. So to say that we would be involved in that is, is just flat wrong. That pisses me off. I'm sorry. But Greer did kind of make two different types of comments. And I'd love to just get your thought on it just from the outside looking in here on this saying no trade was made as an organization. We decided not to make the deal. And then we're very happy with Tua. We think he's developing well. It just doesn't feel like the two sentiments jive, James. But that's something that you guys as reporters have to deal with all the time, right? Exactly. And I, I know some people and we'll get into the Broncos because I was at George Payton's yeah. press conference on uh, what was it? Tuesday night, Tuesday. Um, and everybody gets upset about uh, why didn't why doesn't he just say you can't say what <laughs> obviously the fans want you to say. Right. Um, you can also not be lying in that sense. I've talked to people in the building in Miami where it's like they do like Tua. Do they like Deshaun? better as a player yes that's a good like, point right they both can be <laughs> not right. necessarily like, lying right i mean right. it's like uh i mean if you're at the bar in college and you're yeah. like you know like man <laughs> i i'm gonna try to talk to her uh well she's cute too yeah, right but she is right. prettier than her like i mean it's a, it, it, they can both be right i mean sure. you can like the way he's developing but also go deshaun watson is one of the best players in yeah, the nfl a, i mean it's not right. 
It's not lying. I mean, like you can like him and you can like his development. Um, I was always told this, and this was a great point by a couple of talent evaluators, and then we'll move on. But it was always specifically at the quarterback spot. If you don't have one of the marquee guys in that top tier, six, what do you as many as you want to say, right? Yeah. Five or six guys. The way you evaluate your quarterback spot is through the lens of your organization because you don't have the luxury or liberty of one of those guys. So a perfect example would be where I'm here in Denver. Like people, oh, well, Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, what, like, well, what do the Broncos need and what is available to them? Right. Then they may like Teddy Bridgewater a lot because of that is what's available to them and what could fit their success with what they're privy to. Of course, they would love Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. But sure. Like, with what you're dealing with, can you like it? Yeah, you totally yeah. can because you got to look through it through your lens in your situation. And the other side of that, of course, is if you don't have one of those top five or six guys, then you better be looking for one. Always. <laughs> so always, always looking for one. Just like, you know, look, tons of credit to Rams GM Les Need and Sean McVay for making that type of move. They felt like they had a good quarterback. They wanted to go get a great one and they got one mm-hmm. in Matthew Stafford. Part of also, why they made a deal for a guy like Von Miller, which again, we'll get into. But I did want to just hit because I know you spend some time with the Chiefs uh, as well. And I thought it was kind of interesting. The Chiefs closed out a game on Monday night with pass rush. Chris mm-hmm. Jones on the interior, one sack on second down of Daniel Jones on that final comeback bid for the Giants. And then two plays later, Frank Clark really ended it on fourth down with a sack. And then... They go and beef up, beef up that pass rush, which we I know you've been hearing some rumblings of that. They wanted to get some depth there, right? They wanted some help on defense. And yeah. that was not uh, a, really a, a hidden aspect no. of this you know, NFL world leading into the trade deadline. Um, I think this move, and I think they were looking for a couple of spots um, because they are having a lot of issues. And I had been hearing around the league a little bit, and, and not to say, I mean, that it was more of a talent issue in people's minds than a Steve Spagnuolo issue. You never know what you're going to get going into each season. Um, I think we talked about this before. Uh, Coaches have said it. I believe in it as well as most other coaches. It takes you four games into it to figure out what you have and what you are. And I think he's gotten this defense to be played better as each one of these seasons have gone on the previous three years where without a coin flip, they're going to three Super Bowls. Um, And they have played better as the years gone on. This year, it, it, it appears to most people around the league, it's more of a talent issue uh, on that side of the ball, which is why you go and make a move. And I think what we're seeing, and you mentioned the pass rush, I mean, even out of that game, they're still dead last in the NFL. In yeah. Yeah. Mean, they're still dead last. It wasn't enough to say, ah, you know play. what? We don't need Melvin Ingram. No, 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 no. Wait, we're going to go get him. From exactly. The Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when earlier this year, you're giving up 7.1 yards of play, and that's the highest ever in the history of the NFL is it, it's the, a problem. on pace for that. It's not great. Um, I think this does a couple of things. One, you mentioned those two names. I think we do need to say like, those are your two highest paid players yeah. uh, on defense, both making, I think roughly $20 million a year. Like you, you need your best players to play and make plays. And, and, and they, they hadn't been on the field very often at the same time this season. And they hadn't produced a whole ton. Seeing that is a, is a nice bright spot, but I think getting Ingram helps you, and I think the experiment of Chris Jones might be ending and seeing him on the inside much, much more. I mean, this is a guy from the interior that has had 15 and a half sacks in the season. Yes. And then you're playing him outside and inside, and he has the torn ligaments in his wrist, which are going to affect him a little bit, uh, obviously, throughout the season. But I think this, at the same time, when you're lacking talent, and then maybe your most talented player isn't playing in his best position, 
then you're like, you're not even helping yourself all that much in the way you're made up. Right. Right. So it's like, you're almost shorthanding even your best player. So I think this now lets them do that a little bit more. Um, and I, and I think they're, it's, we'll see if it makes a change. Um, and we're going to get a chance to see because Ingram was like, listen, I think it was to Aditi, right? Like I'm better than who you're playing. Well, now we're going to get to see both of them play. It's great. We'll right, figure right. out at the end of the season who's better. <laughs> and look, it, you know, for a team that wants to still make a run, sitting here at 500, 4-4, four and four, making a move to bolster you know, an area of weakness and an area where depth could be an issue is certainly uh, a prudent one. Uh, so the Chiefs bring Melvin Ingram in from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Another big move in the AFC sent one of the most elite pass rushers out of the AFC, and we'll get into that next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days, like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad-spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Biggest trade before the trade deadline, Von Miller, Super Bowl 50 MVP, traded from the Denver Broncos, where he is the franchise's career sack leader with 110.5, now heading to join the star-studded defense of the L.A. Rams. Second and third round pick in this coming year's draft is on the way back to Denver as compensation. James Palmer back here with us. JP, 
this was a bit of a shock uh, at, when, when we first heard this coming out. It, it sounds like Von Miller knew it was coming. How did this all start to come together, at least from the Broncos side of things? Rhett, he didn't really know this was coming. Honestly, he really didn't. It's a tough day, you know, for me. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't see it. You know, coming is just, uh, you know, one of those things that you just kind of walk into. And um, let's get this out of the way right away. The Halloween gate that is going on here in Denver, uh, <laughs> the debacle of who's paying for what's what at a Halloween yeah. party had nothing to do with Vaughn Miller <laughs> getting shipped out Thank of you. town for, you know, what, what, what it was, was they got a two and a three for him. And, and that's a big reason why uh, they moved on. We'll give a couple of reasons why, but um, let's just make sure that's clear that the, the Halloween mishap for the locker room is not a reason why Vaughn Miller is not, not with the Broncos, but Good he was a little bit surprised that Friday is when the conversation started to get a little bit more developed between Les Snead and George Payton. And remember they made a deal about a week ago uh, prior to, to bring in a linebacker for, for Denver, Kenny Young, yeah. the Kenny Young trade. So they had had some conversations and then it started to materialize over the weekend. And there were a couple of teams interested, uh, more than a couple, maybe four roughly teams interested in, in Vaughn Miller. And a big part of getting this trade done uh, was obviously the compensation that George Payton received. Uh, if you remember and go back to the debate of whether he was going to pick up Vaughn Miller's option, uh, he took that down to the 11th hour of whether he was going to even bring him back or release him uh, at the start of uh, right right when they were, had to pick up his option during free agency. Right. And they decided to. I think we all see very clearly that they weren't going to bring him back uh, after this year, which was the final year of his contract of the six-year $114 million deal. That's a factor. Obviously, he's in the last year of his deal and there's uncertainty whether we could sign him. You know, we would, you know... We would, we would, you know, obviously would like to uh, have Vaughn come back, but there was uncertainty. You know, we didn't know, and those things are complicated, as you know. So that was a layer. It wasn't the only thing, um, but it was a part of it. So do I take a two and a three this offseason, or do I get a conditional fifth in, in a compensatory pick for Vaughn Miller in two years? I think that's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, and they had to pick up his majority of his salary to get this done. Now, what happened was behind closed doors is everybody kind of, and this is the respect they have for him, sat down with Vaughn Miller. Like John Elway sat down with him Sunday night. Yeah. Joe Ellis, the president and CEO and essentially acting owner of the Broncos, uh, sat down with him. George Payton did. Monday, uh, I met with Vaughn. Uh, John Elway met with Vaughn. Um, Joe Ellis met with them and, and, and Vic met with them. And, and just with my conversation, it was honest. It was open. It was emotional. Uh, we talked about Vaughn's career and how far he's come. Um, you know, we talked about our current team and, and how much he loved our team. And, and we talked about the Rams and how he fits. And, and uh, really, we really had a good conversation. Big Fangio. There were some, to my understanding, emotional conversations in there. And that's what I meant by Vaughn kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. yeah. Just like I mean, in the, in the hours night, yeah. before. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was, uh, was kind of like over the weekend, he was like, dang, like, yeah, this is... You know, I mean, yeah, he didn't look at his phone and see you know, tweet from me and Rappaport. You know, yeah, that he'd been traded. Well, actually, right? I yeah. tweeted it before Ian, but anyway, hey, oh, just joking. Ian breaks everything for us, so uh, I can take my one one nod there for us. But it, I think what what went into it so much is Bradley Chubb is returning. He's set to my understanding to return after the bye. Uh, Malik Reed's playing really, really well. Jonathan Cooper, OH, uh, is really coming on with his own, you know, coming on as well. And they think they're in a decent spot there. 
And we'll get into it. I mean, these are all picks. I think they're at 11 now um, that George Payton, in my opinion, is going to try to swing for a quarterback if he can. If, if, if there is the chance that Aaron Rodgers is available, if there is the chance that Russell Wilson is available, he wants that flexibility to be able to go and try to make those moves. It gives us a lot of flexibility. We have 11 picks in this draft, so you know we love it. It gives us flexibility to go get a player. It, it gives us flexibility to move up in the draft, uh, move back. We, can, we really can do whatever we want, and that's, that's what you always want to do going into a draft. So we like where we're at. And I think that's what makes him a good GM in this short period of time pulled the trigger on a trade that maybe isn't very favorable to the fan base, but is good for the organization. And two is going to continue to try to swing for things like this, uh, this off season, this only helps his, his cause in that sense. And so we'll get into what Vaughn means to, to the Broncos, but I think this was really, this was a business decision that had a lot of emotion behind it. And I think George Payton said it best when he was like, this was a really good move on Tuesday for the Denver Broncos this was not a very happy building on Tuesday uh, for the Denver Broncos. And I think that's the best way to, to, to put it. I just want to thank Vaughn for all he's meant to this organization, for all he's meant uh, to our community. And he's always going to be a Bronco. And we just want to wish him you know, the very best moving forward. It illustrates the difficulty of this business. There are emotional attachments. But at the end of the day, as every player has said, and as coaches and GMs, it is a business and you got to do what's best for the franchise. Although that that does kind of bring in an interesting, you know, kind of point here, because, yes, while the Broncos are technically in last place in AFC West, they are a game back in the win column of first place, which is the L.A. charge or the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Chargers sitting there at four and three, some bye week kind of maneuvering there. It has some half game leads um, that you have to parse through, but they're not out of it, James. No, which had to make this kind of tough, especially for Vic Fangio. Yeah, it makes it tough for Vic Fangio for a defense that we all had a lot of high expectations for and has right. maybe not really lived up to those entirely. Um, what I think the evaluation of the Broncos is this, and I think it's pretty clear with the trade. They sent Vaughn, and they wanted to send Vaughn to a really good spot. We could have moved Vaughn somewhere else, but uh, we wouldn't do that. We wanted to do right by Vaughn. We sent him to a great franchise, a team right in the thick of it, and he's really going to fit in there and and really help with the second uh, uh, part of his career. This is how highly they thought of him. If it wasn't a spot like the Rams where he has a chance for a ring as part of a really good defense and they get something, they wouldn't have done the trade. Yeah, They, they would not have done the trade if it wasn't something that was doing right by, by Vaughn in some capacity. They were going to ship him to Jacksonville. Right. Uh, and and you know it just wouldn't have happened. But I think that it shows you where these two teams are. And it's the Rams are knocking at the door of a Super Bowl. The Broncos feel like they're on their way. I don't think they think this is a rebuild. But sometimes you need to make moves in the middle of the process because I do think we were coming into this season going, this is a pretty good roster. Like, yeah. And, and for the last couple of years, it has been here is Von Miller and here is the roster. Like, I think, I think they're less top heavy and deeper and more of a complete roster they've been in years past. So I think this is a move to continue your process. Yeah. And I think if, and I know this for a fact, George Payton believes we are not where the Rams are. But we're getting there. And this helps us get there, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's and and I think that is uh an accurate way to put it. There's no fire sale in Denver. I think you got a lot for a player that was not going to be a part of your team after eight, nine more games. 
Right. You're talking about a team in the Rams that are, you know, out front in the uh, in the NFC West or just, you know, tied with the Arizona Cardinals for, for the best record in football sitting there at seven and one. So exactly. Certainly makes sense uh, from their standpoint. I think we know what the Rams are getting here. What are the Broncos losing? Like in, in terms of not just player, but person and franchise icon. Yeah, it's kind of funny because I was at the game. Uh, against Washington on Sunday and standing outside the stadium. I don't know. A lot of people have been to mile high, but there's this ring of fame uh, spot outside the stadium of these pillars. Each guy has this tall bronze ish copper pillar with their plaque on it. And it's, it's the Broncos essentially hall of fame and Peyton Manning was getting his revealed, which was hilarious because he get, he takes it off and he looks at it and he really heavily evaluated the forehead. I mean, he really was like signature feature. He was like, you know, this is definitely the size it deserves. Yeah. Um, he was glad it was 35. He, he was glad. He told us afterwards he was glad it was 35 year old Peyton forehead and not 45 year old oh, Peyton right, forehead, which right. it, it keeps, it's it a keeps different. going back. Yeah. So he was pumped about that. But Vaughn's is going to be the next one to go down right next to it. And he is going to be the next guy. And, and the, to show you what he's done, the Broncos haven't hit it at all. When your acting owner says, he will be when you really when you when you trade him. He will be a Broncos Ring of Famer, and he's a future Hall of Famer. Like they've declared it, and and I had heard over the years, like the last two or whatever. However, we part ways with Vaughn Miller, whether it's he's released, like almost happened earlier. We trade him, he retires. It will be unlike anything we ever do for another player. Wow, that was that was known prior to any movement of when this time would actually happen. And you saw that uh, from the Broncos and what they did and the lengths they went to, to show, you know, Vaughn, the, the respect that they believe he deserved. How many Rhett, like defensive players are faces of a franchise? I mean, the face of the franchise. Yeah. And he's a defensive player. It's not just the face of the franchise. He is the face of professional or all of sports in Denver, perhaps this entire region. Wow. And, and and that shows you something. If you look at everybody that, you know, obviously John Elway is, is a figurehead, but if you're looking at players that are playing, he, he is the face of He's all of sports in, in this whole Rocky mountain region. And I think that's not just because of obviously his play. A big part of it is his personality. Probably one of the most interesting people I've ever talked to. I think I've talked to football with him. Only when a microphone is in his face. When it's not <laughs> a else. microphone. Yeah. Yeah. When it's not a microphone, it's everything else. I mean, he's a guy that if you text him, he used to text me back in emojis and I'd have to decode it uh, and try to figure it out. I think you and I talked about that once. Yeah. Good and luck. so, yeah, everything is just so unique. Nobody had more. I can't tell you what's there, but nobody would have more unique items in their locker room, in their locker than any than Vaughn Miller. And I go in locker rooms everywhere. I mean, just right. the strangest because his interests are all, all over the place, right? He could be like studying yeah, he's a fish that man week. Of sort. He is, yeah. you know, he raises his own chickens. He's a great, you know, huge hunter. <laughs> he names all his chickens after his teammates and all these things. So just an interesting, interesting guy. But I think some of the cool stuff he did, and I remember several years ago, I was sitting at Mile High, and this is, I think, after Super Bowl, maybe 2016, and there is this Vaughn's Vision event going on. Um, and Vaughn's vision is, I think, one of the greatest ideas in the world. Um, it's for kids that are underprivileged and in underprivileged neighborhoods and, and areas and low socioeconomical status to get their eyes checked. Because, you know, Vaughn is famous for his glasses and his terrible vision. Um, and he's allergic to grass, which is hilarious, being a football player um, and a farmer. But <laughs> it 
takes mobile eyeglass units that Vaughn created to go to these kids at their schools to give them glasses. You get an eye exam in the mobile unit, you get your glasses right there, and you're often seeing like every other part. And for a kid that was like, could not see a dang thing when he was in third grade and finally got glasses. It was like a game changing moment. Yeah. For little James, I look like Michael squints Paladores from Sandlot, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, 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 what an amazing idea. And I'm yeah. at mile high for one of these events and there's no lie, probably a thousand kids there to get yeah. their eyes checked. Wow. And Vaughn stayed for an attorney. And I remember calling my wife and be like, I'm just going to like, I'm done doing like TV. I'm going to stay just cause I, I kind of want to witness this, like what he has built and what he has done. Um, and this is really, really cool. And, and I stayed and watched him interact with all these kids. It's all these parents are there thanking him that they may not have the money to go get glasses and go get do and just him just supplying this for the, all these kids, just a really, really awesome moment. And then the last thing I want to say is like right before he got traded, George Payton went to his son's flag football game. And Vaughn Miller was there on the field on Saturday. This past Saturday, my son had a playoff football game. Bo, you know, he's 12 years old. He had a playoff game. And so I show up to the game and, and Vaughn Miller's at the game, you know, and I'm like, wow, okay. And he was there to see uh, John Pagano's son play Pop Warner football. And that's just the kind of guy he is. And he was there to see John Pagano's son, his linebacker's coach, son play flag football. And George didn't know he was going to be there. And this is right before he's going to get traded. He's going to see his position coach's kid play flag football. And he stayed there, to my understanding, and signed pretty much every autograph for every kid uh, imaginable there. Uh, just kind of a guy that's just beloved here. And when he returns, it's going to be oh crazy. And he didn't shut the door on a potential return maybe in the very end of his career. Like, maybe I could play my final season with the Broncos. Like, it's maybe something he would like. Well, We'll see what the case is. But, yeah, just a really rare person to cover. I'm not like he's retiring. He'll still right. be around. But, man, all you guys living in L.A., I don't know when I'll get out there. But <laughs> they're going to enjoy him in that in that locker room. Super fun. And the best part about him maybe is it no matter – it did not matter what your position was on the team. You could be – his best friend on the team is, was his kicker, Brandon McManus. Is it really? Um, yeah. And, and you could be a practice squad guy. You could be obviously Brandon, you could be anybody, and he will be boys with anybody uh, on the team. Just a really, really well-liked guy that, that really kind of lights up a room when he, uh, when he walks in. That's awesome. James, thank you so much for the insight, my friend. Uh, that, was, uh, that was fantastic. We appreciate it, as always. Love having you here on NFL Inside Report. That's going to do it for this episode of NFL Inside Report. Be sure to download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. For producers Thomas Warren and Tim Parachka, I'm your host, Rhett Lewis. We'll be back with you on Friday for a fresh episode looking ahead to Week 9 in the NFL. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.